What is going on, guys? The Pylon Sports Podcast here, back for another episode. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day today, or a fantastic day whenever you're watching this or listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, you know, the unfortunate game that the Buffalo Bills will not be taking part in, which makes me cry in the inside, but I'll get over it. It is being played by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay, which marks the first time a team in NFL history will be playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Today, I just want to talk about both teams, you know, where their strengths and weaknesses are at. And then at the end, I'm just going to be giving my score prediction and kind of stat line for, you know, some of the players. First, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Super Bowl quarterback winning multiple times, Tom Brady, going into his 10th Super Bowl, looking for Super Bowl ring 100, which doesn't really add up, but it's what it feels like since I've been growing up watching football, that Tom Brady is in every single Super Bowl and wins every single time. That's how it feels. Let's talk about their offense real quick. They have probably one of the most explosive offenses in the league, or at least when they're at their highest peak, you know, when they're playing at their top point and at their best, their offense looks unbeatable. You got Mike Evans, who is a tall wide receiver with really cool tattoos that can high point the football. You know, even if his man is like right on his ass, he can still jump up higher than those cornerbacks that are, you know, 5'11 to 6'1 ratio and can just jump over him and catches the ball. He's an absolute beast. And I'm not sure which cornerback for the Chiefs is, you know, going to have to be stuck with him. But if the secondary for the Chiefs plays like they did against the Buffalo Bills, you know, they're in good shape. They got Chris Godwin, another, you know, receiver that can catch those deep passes. He struggled. He has struggled a little bit this offseason when it comes to catching the football, um, especially in that Green Bay game. But he's also very solid. They They got Scotty Miller. You know, Tom Brady always needs his white slot guy. So, you know, they got him. Then their running game. Ronald Jones, who's had a breakout year this year, and he looks phenomenal. You know, he, sometimes he can break out for 20, 30 yards, and, or he's just consistently getting you three to five. Leonard Fournette, you know, a, a really good running back when he was over in Jacksonville. And, you know, Jacksonville being Jacksonville, they just got rid of him for literally nothing. Tampa Bay swooped him up, and, you know, they haven't looked back. Um, that running back duo is phenomenal. They also have LaShawn McCoy who really doesn't play that much, but, you know, he gets in from time to time. At the tight end spot, they got two really good ones. They got Gronk, who, you know, is more of a blocker now, but can still catch the ball when necessary. And then O.J. Howard, who's still pretty good. He's still young, and, you know, who knows what the future holds for him because, you know, this Bruce Arians offense really doesn't care for tight ends that much. But we've seen Tom Brady learn to, you know, orchestrate his offense to get Howard and Gronk going. And their O-line. Their O-line really helps, especially, you know, Tom Brady. He's, you know, 67 years old. Um, They help him a lot. You know, Ali Marpet, he's an amazing left guard. Ryan Jensen, he's really good. Tristan Wirfs, the rookie, who wasn't even the highest drafted offensive tackle last year. But he looks probably like the best offensive tackle out of that class. The only weak spot they have is Donovan Smith. You know, he's really not good. And, you know, Tom Brady, you know... In some games, we'll yell at him for obvious reasons. Donovan Smith just is the weak point of the offensive line. But when you have, you know, three really good guys, and then, you know, stuck with Donovan Smith and whoever their, I believe, right guard is, because I think Ryan Jensen plays center. If not, you know, it's whatever. You know, when you have three solid guys, that makes 
for a great offensive line, and especially with someone like Tom Brady, who can't, you know, really isn't mobile, can't go outside the pocket, can't move around, you know, has to stay, you know, behind those O-line in the pocket. It makes for, you know, a great combo, and that's probably one of the biggest reasons the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have such a really good offense is Tom Brady gets that time to, you know, decide where he's going and, you know, how far he's going to go with the ball. And then you take a look at their defense. They probably have the best middle linebacking core I've ever seen. Levante David, yeah, he's 31-32 at this point, but he's still damn good. Devin White, still really damn good, and he's young. He's, what, 24 maybe at this point still in his career? Drafted just a couple years ago. He's a monster. Devin White is a monster. Take a look at their D-line. They got JPP, who had a pretty good year this year. You know, he's only got nine fingers, so that's a little fun fact for you guys. <laughs> but he's still doing, you know, his things. They got Dynamic and Sue, who is Dynamic and Sue, I guess, at this point in his career. Then they got Vita Vea, still young. He's a good D-tackle. You know, I'm pretty sure he plays most mostly nose tackle. But he's really good, especially when he's manned up with those centers. He's very good at what he does. And then their cornerback core. It's probably one of my favorite groups of corners in the league. You know, Carlton Davis, I'm a huge fan of him. Plus, he has like 30 arm sleeves on both arms, and I think it looks pretty badass. Um, he's been locked down this year, and he is just phenomenal. Sean Murphy Bunting, also young, just like a lot of these guys on the defense. And he's really he's really blossomed, you know, into a really good corner, whether he's playing man or zone. But that cornerback core is amazing and should cause disruption for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, receivers. Then they have Antoine Winfield as their safety. And he's he's also solid. He's a rookie. You know, he makes mistakes here and there, but, you know, he's a rookie. You know, you can't expect every rookie to come in and be like, I don't know, Miles Garrett or Chase Young or anything like that. Um, but he's looking solid. You know, he's a good he's good at his position and does very well. Then we got to talk about Bruce Arians, probably the ugliest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. He wears uh, newsboy caps like he's in the 1920s, but he's a damn good coach. I like when he wears um, the face mask, like a like a like a COVID mask and stuff like that, and then wears like the stupid protection like driver windshield with little mask above it too. I think it looks funny as hell. Um, but you can't deny, you know what coach he is. You know he was in. Arizona really you know he was solid over there too but then they brought in um, Cliff Kingsbury but now you know in Tampa Bay he's really developed this team into well a monster I mean last year um, Jameis Winston was licking his fingers for a W while he was throwing 30 interceptions and now they're in the Super Bowl so you know Bruce Arians you know has done a fantastic job with this team and they're realistically my favorites to win the Super Bowl but Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I am sick and tired of Kansas City. Almost, you know, said a bad word on here, you know. I want to get paid. <laughs> but with the Kansas City Chiefs, they have a top two, top one quarterback, depending on, you know, who you're asking and how they value the quarterback. Um, Patrick Mahomes, the dude can seem to throw any ball. and You know, like, he can throw the ball anywhere he wants, however he wants. If he's doing a 360 in the air, getting sacked, you know, on his back foot, you know, scrambling outside the pocket. Patrick Mahomes seems to be able to complete any pass however he desires. And that's with not a good O-line. You know, Eric Fisher tore his Achilles. He's out. They still got Mitchell Schwartz, but 
I mean, really, who else are you asking, you know, in the O-line besides Mosel Schwartz? And he's just your right tackle. And if you only have good one O-lineman, you know, it's not going to bring you success. But somehow the Chiefs have done it. You know, um, Eric Fisher made the Pro Bowl this year. You know, only took him, you know, 10 years to actually be really good. Um, but then, like I said, against the Bills game, in the Bills, he tore his Achilles. So he's not even playing someday. So who knows what they're going to be doing there. Um, and then if we talk about their receivers, they have a really good receiving core. Tyree Kill, Cheetah, probably the fastest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. He can seem to outrun anybody, anytime, anywhere, any place. Um, then you got probably the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. Tall, big, strong, can take over, you know, middle linebackers, safeties, corners. Anyone that's guarding Travis Kelsey is a miss, is a miss, Mitch, oh my lord, mismatched. There we go. Holy lord, boys. <laughs> but Travis Kelsey, he's either too big on corners to where corners are just, you know, out height, you know, too small for him. Or if you throw a linebacker on them, they're too slow. Travis Kelsey is a mismatch. There we go. Anywhere on the field, and there's not one true position that's like, okay, I can lock him down easily and take over the game. Then they also have McCole Hardman. You know, he started off pretty shitty, shitty against the uh, Bills, you know, with that drop punt. But then, you know, they had the end around later in the game for about 51 yards. He's also a speed demon, just like Tyree Kill. That's what makes their team nasty is that they just have guys that look like they run sprints for fun. And it beats teams a lot. My biggest thing with McCole Hardman is that he has to work on his route running a little bit um, and his hands. You know, sometimes he drops the ball too much or his routes just look poor. You know, he's fast. And right now it seems that's the biggest thing he can bring to the table. But if he can develop into like a pure, you know, route runner, or can high point the football, you know, jump up and, you know, try and snag it, he's going to be in really good shape. They still have uh, Demarcus Robinson. He's also another fast guy. This team is full of speed demons that just can run all over you. Um, Their running back court is also really solid. You got um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, probably the best. No, never mind. James Robinson is the best run, um, rookie running back this year. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire made a good case to be, you know, a top rookie running back this year. Guys like DeAndre Swift, just talked about James Robinson. Those guys also um, played really well too. But um, Clyde Slayer has a bright future with this team. They still have, you know, they brought in Le'Veon Bell, and which, which creates, you know, some issues with, you know, snaps and all that. But Le'Veon Bell seems to be enjoying himself over in Kansas City, so good for him. If we take a look at their defense, like I talked about earlier, their corners locked the Bills up. And their confidence is going to be through the roof, through the practice facility this week, and um, through the stadium on Sunday. If they can do exactly what they did against Buffalo, they're going to be fine. You know, obviously, in my opinion, you know, who do you ha- who do you prefer more, Beasley and Diggs or Evans and Godwin? Take your pick. Really depends on who you're asking. But if the secondary for Kansas City can continue to do what they did against the Bills, they'll be just fine. Chris Jones, probably one of the, you know, top five best um, D tackles in the league. He's another guy that will line up in the middle and just bum rush your center. You know, move the center out of the way, make him his bitch, and just move anyone else out of the way. 
and he's fantastic. He makes a lot of money, but, you know, he's worth it. Then you got Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. He's he's a beast. Tyron Matthew's awesome. I remember when he was in Arizona. Um, he was fun to watch, and then he went to Houston. You know, didn't stay there very long, and now he's found a home in Kansas City. Probably the coolest nickname ever, and probably one of the coolest players I've ever got to see. His hitting power is impeccable, and his coverage is amazing. And he's one of those safeties that, you know, kind of like Jordan Poyer, Derwin James, where they're really good when it comes to run support. You need him to blitz the quarterback, or you need him to blitz, you know, guessing it's a run play. Perfect. He He's one of those guys, too. He's amazing in coverage. He, he can do anything you really need to. You know, play zone, block up and man, rush the passer, you know, chase down the running back. Anything like that, Tyron Matthew can do, and I'm a big fan of him. And then you look at the coaching staff. Andy Reid is probably the coolest coach ever. You know, when they won the Super Bowl last year, you know, his plan was uh, getting cheeseburgers. So that's, you know, pretty badass. But Andy Reid's a very good coach. He is so good at what he does. He knows what to do. And he's always just, he's just always coaching the right time at the right place. You know, he knows when to call specific plays, whether it's a run or send Tyreek Hill deep or, you know, have um have Kelsey on like a fade or anything like that. He knows when to call those plays. I have no idea how. I'm pretty sure he's playing a video game at this point. But Andy Reid's a beast. Then they got Eric Benet. Ben- I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name right. Benenemy. There we go. How did he not get a head coaching job? <laughs> like, why did the Texans not? Like, I understand the Chiefs are, you know, in the playoffs. So Eric's not really calling him up saying, hey, let me get this um, coaching job. But, I mean, why not wait it out? Why did you just bring in some random guy that I believe coached Illinois high school or college football instead of waiting for Eric Benenemy to be done and hopefully, you know, messaging him up and say, hey, you want to be the coach of, you know, the shittiest franchise in the league, but we'll pay you well. Maybe you do that. But I don't know how he hasn't gotten a head, uh, head coaching job offer or didn't even because every team now has a head coach because he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal play caller, and he knows exactly what to do. Now that we've, you know, talked about both teams, unfortunately, I, I wanted to get into, you know, my score predictions and stat lines like that. So my prediction for the score, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35 and the Kansas City Chiefs 31. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Both teams, you know, are just going to go all over the place. I realistically don't see a crazy amount of defense being played, but then I do at the same time. I feel like it's going to be a lot more of an offensive-driven game than anything. For the Buccaneers, I have Tom Brady throwing about 421 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. He threw th- he was three touchdowns and three picks against... Um, Green Bay, so I, I don't know. He, he likes to throw picks, but still manages to get a million yards and a good amount of touchdowns. Um, for Patrick Mahomes on his side of the football, I have him throwing around, you know, 366 yards, four touchdowns, and no picks. Mahomes rarely throws an interception, and I just don't see him throwing one um, someday. He's just, when it comes to playoff time, we've seen already through his career, and he's young as hell that he's smart with the football. You know, he knows what to do with it, and he knows where to put the ball exactly where it needs to be placed, and this is just phenomenal. For the receiving leaders for both teams, I got Mike Evans getting about five receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans needs to be incredibly involved in this game. 
like he needs to be. Like I think he could have way more than five receptions. I think he could be close to nine. But he really needs to be involved today, especially, you know, if Tom Brady wants to get his 45th ring, Mike Evans need to, needs to be involved. For the Chiefs, I say the receiving leader is going to be Travis Kelsey, you know, in back-to-back games. I think he was the best receiver in the Bills game. I have him with eight receptions, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. I think he could easily clear 10 receptions in 100 yards. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. No one can stop him. It's He's basically a damn near cheat code you make in Madden, you know, on your Xbox when you make a tight end. <laughs> For the running backs... Not really a whole lot here. I got Ronald Jones getting 12 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. I don't see the running game being super used, you know, when it comes to the Tampa Bay side. They love to pass the ball. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, they're both, you know, pass-first offenses. And I just don't see Ronald Jones and the other 10 running backs that they have on their team getting, you know, that much, that many carries this game. For the Chiefs, I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire getting nine carries for 33 yards. Again, an offense that does like to run the ball, but I just feel like if they're down in this game, they're not going to run the ball that much. So say they're down, you know, a touchdown or even two at that point or even just like a 10-score game. I don't really see them handing off the handing it off the ball to, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, um, or anything like that. I see them going a lot past first. I think Mahomes could clear 400 yards. But, I mean, we'll have to see. But that's all I got today. I know it's, you know, a shorter episode, but most people watch to about, like, the 15-minute mark in my episodes anyways, which is fine, you know. I don't know how often I would sit through 24, 25 minutes, you know, full of myself talking bullshit. But <laughs> um, are you guys excited for the Super Bowl? I mean, I'm really not just because the Bills aren't in it. You know, I'm already bored of the Chiefs. You know, they've been dominant for since Mahomes, you know, became their starter. I'm really sick of Tom Brady at this point. I wish he would just retire this year. He already said he's playing again, so, you know, yay, I guess. (laughs) But I'm just waiting for new teams. You know, I was really hoping the Bills could get in. Packers, I was kind of rooting for them too. You know, my prediction was the Bucs, but I was kind of rooting for the Packers just because, you know, they can make it deep in the playoffs, but they can't make the Super Bowl um, with Aaron Rodgers' one ring. But... I'm just hoping next year, you know, we get to see some different teams, you know. Like, I'm hoping Washington maybe takes a big jump. Cincinnati, I think, could possibly take a big jump. The Chargers could make a big jump. I just want to see new teams, you know. That's just the biggest thing that I want to see right now. But knowing my luck and everyone else's luck, the Chiefs are going to be dominant for 15 years. Tom Brady is going to be playing into his 70s. So, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed this, you know, smaller episode. Um, if this is more what you like, like closer to like the 19, 20 minute mark, just let me let me know. This is the Pylon Sports signing out, guys. Enjoy your day.